So welcome back to Fighting the Burnout. Today we have Patrick Fitz. Oh, I'm going to pronounce this wrong. I know it. I know it. <laughs> Fitz. Where is it? Fitz Gibbons. There you go. Perfect. Okay. Cool. So we have Patrick Fitz Gibbons on the on the show today, <laughs> Fighting the Burnout. Um, he's a uh, retired U.S. police officer. Um, don't actually know where exactly it was, but I'm sure you'll tell us. Um, of about 23 years. Um, he runs the criminal, ju- the number one criminal justice uh, podcast. Uh, it is absolutely awesome. I listened to an episode earlier on, and it was pretty, pretty informational. It's um, interesting seeing it from a different, a different country um, on things. But um, yeah, so he's got you know MBA and business and MA and organized leadership. Yeah, I'll let. I'll, how about this, Patrick? I'll let you you tell me all about yourself because it's easy just to try to read it off your bio. <laughs> well, Chris, thanks for uh, having me on your show, man. And uh, again, my name is Pat Fitzgibbons, twenty-three uh, year veteran in law enforcement. Uh, started out as a patrol officer, like many of us do. Worked my way up through the ranks and retired as a uh, operations commander. Um, had a great career, but there were periods in my uh, law enforcement career where I was burned out. Um, I'm sure we're going to talk about that. Uh, I'm also ex-military. I was airborne infantry in the army down at uh, Fort Bragg in North Carolina with the 82nd airborne and, um, yeah, retiring, uh, or love retirement. Uh, like you said, I have a, a good podcast called CJ evolution and started that almost four years ago and about 352 episodes deep and, uh, yeah, love it brother. And I teach and do other things on the side, but I'm, I'm glad to be here uh, on your show. I appreciate it. Awesome, man. I appreciate you being here as well. It's, it's awesome to talk to us, especially um, you know, other law enforcement guys, military, um, because, yeah, I mean, we're put into the, some of the highest stress situations. Yeah, yeah. Think of. Um, so, so tell me, Pat, um, what would you define for you burnout as? I just think, uh, you know, burnout, I mean, there's many definitions probably, but, you know, it's just a, uh, a lack of resources, you know, lack of energy, lack of motivation. I mean, there's different uh, you know, I think there's a lot of different des- definitions, but my definition is just lack of fuel, you know, mm-hmm. lack of motivation, um, excitement, passion, all those things go into what I consider is, you know, uh, you know, burnout. If you get to that point where you don't have the motivation, the passion, the the fuel, the energy, mm-hmm. you know, to keep going. So that would be my definition of uh, burnout. And there were several times in my career where I was there. Yeah. So tell us about some of those. What's that, what that looked like for you so that others can you know, get an idea of maybe they're actually feeling it, but not knowing it. They're like, what's going on in my, what's going on for me right now? Why do I not have that passion to get out of bed? You know, whatever they're doing, you know, especially in law enforcement, I know it happens all the time. Military, it even happens all front line, um, you know, staff, especially in these times right now with coronavirus going on, um, you know, oh, I can imagine the burnout and, you know, emergency services just going through the roof. So what did that look like for you? Well, I mean, it looked like for me throughout my career is, you know, like you just said, Chris, I mean, I didn't want to get out of bed, you know, you know, by the time I did get out of bed, throw my uniform on and go to the office, I mean, I didn't want to go to the office. Um, you know, I dreaded going into the office, <laughs> you know, what, you know, what, you know, pile of, you know, what's going to wait me when I get in there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it affects everything. It affects your morale. It affects your appetite. It affects your motivation. Like I said, I, for me, I, I you know, quit working out. Yep. You know, uh, quit uh, taking care of myself, uh, started drinking more, 
uh, everything started to suffer, you know, relationships, you know, my marriage, uh, relationships with the kids. So I think, I think everybody's different, but that's what I experienced when I started going through burnout was all those different factors and, you know, probably depression too, you know, to, to some degree for me, you know, where I was just depressed and I was like, you know, um, you know, my heart wasn't in it, you know, and that, uh, I mean, it was just a culmination of things. I don't just think it was one thing. Um, so that's what I felt like when I was going through it. Yeah, no, I can fully relate to that. I felt the same thing. It does feel like what people describe as depression and like the mm-hmm. deeper you get into it, the deeper you actually will get depressed from it as well. Oh, yeah. I, I got depressed from it because I was just so drained. Yeah. For myself, like you said. Um, so what was it? What was it that turned the tables? You know, you're you're there, you're, you're feeling burned out. Not really. Did you know what was going on or was it just kind of like, I just don't feel like going to work? Well, I mean, I, I think I knew what was going on. I mean, I think you, that's the first thing I, I, I think people that are going through burnout is, or feeling certain ways is you got to, you know, you got to reflect, you got to do some soul searching and dig deep to figure out what, you know, what's going on. And if it's, you know, for me, it was, there were periods where I didn't like my job. And so that's, you know, that contributed to the burnout. And, you know, we all see, you know, we see a bunch of stuff in law enforcement that affects you. And so, um, for me, it was just getting to that point where, okay, I'm reflecting and doing some soul searching and saying, all right, what do I want to do? Do I want to stay down this path or do I want to change course? Um, so I think it starts with really having an honest discussion with oneself mm. and knowing oneself a little bit better and then deciding, okay, can I get past this? Can I, can I move on? Can I do things that'll make my life better, make my motivation better? you know, get me out of this burnout and keep me motivated to keep going to work or do I need to make a change? You know, and I stayed, you know, I chose to, you know, to stay in law enforcement and I started, you know, changing my mindset. I started hanging out with people that were outside of law enforcement, which I think is key to any cop. I think you got to hang out with other people besides cop. (laughs) And I tell that to people all the time, students and people I talk to, and that's not a dig on law enforcement, but you know, there's a lot of negativity in law enforcement. You know that Chris. And I think, I I think when you hang around with nothing but cops, that's all you're going to hear is negativity and the world sucks (laughs) and people sucks. And that's kind of feeds into the burnout. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know when I was at, um, we call it police college here. I know in the States it's called Academy, but we, um, they go, yeah, you got to keep those friends outside. And I know for me, it was hard because I'm, I'm from California. You know, I didn't have a lot of friends here. I became really good friends with cops but that I was at, you know, college with. And they're like, yeah, you got to keep that. You got to keep that stuff. And I was like, how the hell do I do that without, you know, yeah. having no friends outside? And then I was like, I can't relate to them. So yeah, yeah, but it is key. Like, that's what I realized afterwards. I was like, holy cow, all the negativity, because that's all, all cops talk about is what they see and do and deal with. And they don't actually, for some reason, and tell me what your thoughts are on this. For some reason, they don't see the good in what they're doing after a little after a short time i've i've pinpointed to around for me it was around about a year mm-hmm. stop seeing the good in what you're doing a hundred like staying focused on the good like you still see it but you you lose the a lot of people lose the focus what are your thoughts yeah, I, I think you know and i and i went through that and i know a lot of cops that go through it and i think what happens is you know we all get into law enforcement with a certain expectation mm-hmm. you know at least i did and you know thinking, you know, you think, oh, the, you know, the bad guys are always going to go to jail or do prison time and stuff like that. And cases are always going to, you know, if I put a lot of hard work into a case, you know, it's not going to get thrown out. There's not going to be mistakes. And I think the, 
the, the more you mature in the, in the profession and the more that you go on with it, you're going to get disappointed because there are going to be plea deals and there's going to be cases that get thrown out that things are, that are out of your control. And I think for a lot of young officers, you become disillusioned, you know, you, you know, you you think it's going to be one way and then you get in and you realize, Oh, this is the real world. And I think that goes into what we're talking about with burnout and you become, you know, jaded, not everybody, but uh, I know I did. And I was like, well, wait a minute. I, you know, I kicked my, you know, I busted my ass with this case and now the guy's getting a plea bargain. He's not doing a, you know, a day in jail or prison or whatever. So I think, you know, that can be, you know, like I said, I mean, quite frustrating. And I think that could lead to burnout, but you got to keep a positive attitude and that's the key is you got to keep going. So. Yeah. Yeah. So what have you learned over obviously lots of years, you know, how long were you in the military for? Uh, four, four years. Yeah. Four years. So you've got like 27 years of, you know, that kind of high intensity stuff. What have you, yeah. what, what have you learned over the years to overcome and prevent yourself from experiencing, you know, the, what you described as burnout? Well, I think for me, great question, Chris is, is, for me, you know, I learned that you got to surround yourself with the right people. We just talked about it, you know, and again, I'm not saying not hanging around with cops uh, or hanging around with cops is a bad thing. I'm just saying you got to expand your network mm-hmm. and you got to, for me, it was, you know, kind of trusting, <laughs> you know, other people and that's hard to do, you know, and, you know, for, and that really helped me tremendously because I think, and I was, I can't speak for you or anybody else, but I was groomed as a young cop. You know, if you don't have a badge or a star, you're one of them. You can't trust those people. But the older I got and with the help of my wife, she's, she started, you know, she worked on me for a while. And she said, you got to, you know, meet out, meet other people outside of law enforcement. And the moment I did it really, really kind of changed the way I viewed the world. And uh, it's not that I don't, you know, let my guard down. I mean, I still have that yeah. guard up sometimes, but it, you know, I go out and I go, I have friends that have nothing to do with law enforcement. So I think that's a big part of it for me. It's meditation. And I love meditating, you know, I, I start each day and, you know, gratitude, which I think is important. I think that changed the, the, my life tremendously. Um, I know as officers, and again, I was there where, you know, life sucked. I hated life. I hated, you know, going to work, you know, people suck all this. And then when I started kind of shifting my mindset and really started being grateful for the things I have in my life, uh, that really was a game changer for me. So I tell people all the time before I even, my feet even hit the floor. I just take a few moments and, you know, start going through my mind what I'm grateful for. As a matter of fact, I did a show today on gratefulness. And so those things, you know, um, listening to podcasts, you know, uh, Tony Robbins, you know, Gary V, all these big names that I started listening to. I was like, you know, uplifting, you know, and positive and motivational. I think that, that helped me to kind of change my mindset. So those kind of things, and it takes a while, it's not like a light switch, you know, the more you do it, the more I think for me, um, you know, it really, really kind of changed my mindset and helped me with burnout. And that's what probably kept me in the, the game as long as I was in it. And I retired on a high note and I wasn't burned out, but I wanted to do other things. So, yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah, that's some good insight. It's literally, you know, you, you nailed it on the, I believe you nailed it on the head there because since I left the job, that's what I've worked on. And like literally this last year, especially, I've been out about two and a half years now. And this last year, especially, I've been doing that same thing. You know, wake up before I even do anything. Like my eyes mm-hmm. open. I'm like, what am I grateful for? What are the three yeah. things I'm grateful for? Because it does, it just primes you into that spot before you look at the Russian roulette of your phone and, 
you know, yeah. <laughs> what could be there. Um, yeah, no, that, uh, yeah. And mindset, like you said, yeah. Um, yeah. Listening. Yeah. It's so important, man. It is uh, so important. And like I said, I would encourage people to, like I said, I mean, like you were, we were talking before we started, you know, is, you know, go to seminars, go out there, meet with people, network, mm. uh, because those same people, when you leave law enforcement, you're going to need people on the outside. Mm. So if you're one of those people that hates people, hates civilians, well, guess what? You're going to be a civilian one of these days yep. and you're going to need, you know, the people that you don't want to hang out with or some of them to yep. kind of help you with another career. Cause we're all living longer, at least most of us. Yeah. And uh, we have second, third and fourth careers. That's great advice. I mean, I like what we were talking before we started uh, recording. Um, I did obviously do my protection, protection services here. Mm -hmm. I met some amazing people. And my thing, because I had it in my head that I didn't like people and that, you know, everybody was, you know, if you weren't a cop, yeah, I didn't care. Yeah. About I, I lost those connections and I didn't focus on them. And so like I could have ha I'd had high, high end, you know, politicians, business people that I met that were like, oh, you know, if you ever yeah. need anything never went with any of it and don't have any of those contact details. So it is very important as well as it keeps you grounded to the real world. Like you said. Yeah. Yeah. You need to stay, you know, one thing I learned, uh, you know, a while ago, Chris is he, I think we're conditioned a lot to say no, mm -hmm. you need to, you need to condition yourself, especially when you're making a transition or you're, you want to do a change or even anything, you know, new people, you need to start saying yes more because those are going to open up doors. Don't say no automatically be open to what people have to say. Be, I mean, now as cops, I think our radar is always up, you know, somebody's trying to scam us or something like that, but at least be open to listening to people and learn how to say yes more because that's going to open more doors for you. This is what I tell a lot of people, especially my clients is I'm like, okay, as a cop, you're going to have that alert level that's going to be higher than a normal civilian, but you also mm -hmm. are trained to investigate things. Yeah. To listen to people, take what you want. I, you know, I got taught this actually when I was sailing around the world with my parents. As I was like, you know, on these yachts, racing, doing, you know, working, you know, racing on multi-million dollar, really fast yachts. And I was like, I don't agree with what these guys are saying around the sailing that. My mom and dad turned to me and they go, Chris, take what you believe is going to work. Remember the rest of it, but take what you believe is going to work. Try it. If it doesn't work, then try some of their stuff. Yeah. Great advice. It's it was I, that's what I do now, and I lost that when I was in law enforcement. But it's it's exactly the same thing with you know civil you know with everybody. Is it's like yeah. listen listen to it, and you know at least give it a go of some of it. If you really don't believe in something that's against your values, then don't do it. But if it, yeah, I mean, just like you said, just keep that open mind, man. Especially, and that's the one thing that you know. I mean, I had a closed mind, you know, when I was younger. But the you know, and, and usually with some people, it's the opposite. You know, they get more closed minded when they get older, but the more I, older I get, the more open-minded I get. And I'm like, well, shit, maybe I should try that. Oh, I, I didn't mean to say, are we allowed to cuss on this? I dropped yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I swear like a true for a lot of the time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, you just got to have an open mind, man, and be open to new things. And, you know, like I said, uh, we, we're not here when you really think about it. We're not here for a long period of time, um, you know, so you might, you might as well make the most of it and uh, try new things, meet new people. And that's really going to, help you with burnout. I mean, it really will as well as advance your career, you know, and when you get out of law enforcement, like you and I have, it's going to help you, man. It's going to, you know, to open more doors for you. So. Mm, definitely. Yeah. I mean, we get trained in some crazy, awesome things and it sets us up to be able to do amazing things, especially yeah. throughout, you know, 
I've yeah, talked I'm, I've talked to business people and they're like, I'd much rather hire a cop that doesn't know much about my industry <laughs> than hire a civilian that knows a lot about it because I can trust the cop. <laughs> well, because you're, we're disciplined. I'm not saying that civilians aren't, but you know, we're, we're, we're used to that paramilitary environment. We're used to, used to taking orders, hmm. you know, and we're highly disciplined. Not that other people aren't, but yeah, I agree. I mean, just, you know, cops are, are just, you know, are a rare breed or a good breed. And yeah. so, yeah, a lot of people want to hire us, which is awesome. I also want to, you know, a little bit ago, you said about your wife helping you through everything. I want to praise our, you know, our spouses and our partners. Oh, yeah. Fuck, man, they take a beating sometimes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they yeah. stand right there and they, they pull you through it and they recognize things that are changing. You know, I know if it wasn't for my wife, I'd probably still be in that dark hole. That- well, I was going to say, I mean, I would, I could say the same thing. I mean, she's the one that really kind of like I said, I told you that story in your audiences, you know, she, she was like, all right, enough of this shit, you know, we're going to go out and meet new people. And she's awesome because she doesn't have any affiliation with law enforcement and uh, she's a realtor, but she, you know, has just a ton of friends and slowly she worked, you know, wore me down. I'm glad she did where I started, you know, going out meeting all, you know, her friends and their husbands. And and I'm like, Oh, these people are awesome, man. And (laughs) so it, it really, really, I mean, people listening might think that's oh that's not big deal. yeah it is a big deal at least for me it made all the oh. difference in the world as far as my attitude and helping me with burnout and stuff like that because you know in law enforcement chris you know this and so your listeners too we only deal with like the 10 percent mm. and then most people are good out there i know it took me a long time to realize that but most people are it's only that slow you know slim percentage of people that we're constantly dealing with so it kind of skews our world you know our perception of things so yeah. Yeah. As, as Tony, as Tony says, obviously you're a Tony fan. Tony says, um, what you focus on is what you get. So, you mm-hmm. know, enforcement, we're naturally forced to focus on the bottom 10% of society. All yeah. The time. yeah. When there's exactly. percent out there that we need to constantly keep shifting. And yeah. And for the people who are, you know, burned out out there and just are negative and pissed off at life, you know, I, I would offer you something else and, some of you might have heard of the law of attraction, you know, and I'm a firm believer uh, in the law of attraction, meaning what you put out there as far as energy goes, that's what you're going to get in return. If you're constantly negative and this sucks and, you know, I don't want to go to work or whatever, that's what life's going to give you. That's what the energy, you know, the energy you're sending out, that's what you're going to get back in return. And I used to think if you would have told me this, like fucking five years ago, Chris, I would have been like, you're crazy, man. This, This shit, but it is so true. I mean, it is really, so true as what you put out there, you're going to get back. And I would challenge your listeners to really take this and, you know, put it into action and, you know, think about it. You can control what's between your head most of the time. And again, you, you we're all energy. So whatever you put out, you're going to get back. I didn't believe that years ago, but I do. I'm a firm believer in it now. If you had told me that even just a few, (laughs) you know, I listened to Tony back when I was like 16 or 17, I think it was just like seven mm-hmm. days to power. So it was one of his audio tapes. My mom bought it for me. And so I kind of had that stuff in the back of my head. But if you had even said that to me like two, three years yeah. ago, I would have been like, what the fuck are you on? <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's so important, you know, as far as first, you know, so first responders too, man. I mean, it, you know, we, we see so many, so much crap and, and we see some good sometimes, but it's really important that you, you, focus on the good too. And, you know, you can't just focus on the bad. And that's why I was talking about, you know, who, who are your, you know, Jim Rohn says, you know, you're the average of the five people you associate with. So who are the five people? I always two people when I go or ask people, 
you know, when I go talk to people, you know, do a people inventory. I know that sounds kind of, you know, maybe it sounds bad to some people, but that is so true. Do a people inventory or, or like Bradley says, you know, sometimes you got to weed your garden, get the weeds out, meaning the toxic people in your life. Yep. And I guarantee you, if you get rid of the toxic people in your life or stop associating with, because sometimes they're family, but you don't, yep. you can love your family. You just don't have to hang around with them all the time. Uh, but I guarantee you, if you stop associating with the toxic people, if you're burned out, they're not helping you. And if you get rid of the toxic people, maybe that's going to help with your burnout. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So you were obviously, you said, um, I'm going to get this wrong. I know it, but you said you were, um, commander before you left. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So obviously you had a lot of people working underneath you in the place. Mm -hmm. What would you say to like the other commanders the you know, the chiefs, the sergeants, I know in the States it's lieutenants here, it's like senior sergeants. What would you say to them um, to help their staff to prevent that, you know, the staff going through burnout? Because, you know, as we know, a lot of the staff and, you know, when you're a patrol officer here, you know, your front line, um, you look up and you go, fuck, they just don't even know anything about what we're doing. What the, why are we going doing this? And, you know, we don't need to be here. We need to be here. What, what would you say to them to be able to help their staff, especially those young guys just coming out of, you know, academy or college? Um, or even, you know, for your corporate world to help their staff prevent, um, you know, going through burnout? Well, I think first and foremost is getting to know your people. You know, I made it a habit of, you know, going and meeting with my sergeants on a weekly basis uh, and meeting with the corporals. That's how it was structured yeah. uh, in my department. Um, and the, the patrol officers, too. I'd sit down on briefings all the time and I'd meet with the and I worked in a smaller agency, so it was more feasible for me. You know, so I think you have to know your people. You have to know their strengths, their weaknesses, know about their families. Uh, I think there's so many people out there that don't do that. They just legislate and they just manage from a desk. Um, I used to ride along with my sergeants, you know, and get to know them. Like I said, first line supervisors. And I think that's important. You have to know your people. If you don't know your people, there's a problem there. Because once you start better, if you better know your people, you're going to know what their concerns are, you know, and what they're dealing with. Um, I remember I had a sergeant come into my office early on when I was promoted and I felt like crap because he came in and he was a good friend of mine. We went to the ranks together and I've known him for years. And I asked, I said, you know, how are things going, man? How's your wife? He said, well, you know, commander, I got divorced like a year ago. And I was like, holy shit. I mean, I didn't even, and that was me not knowing my people well enough. So I think, again, first and foremost, you have to know your people, get to know them, talk to them, you know. Um, when you know what they're going through and what their needs and wants are, then you can better mitigate things like stress, burnout. But if you don't know them, you know, that's, that's the, that's the big, you know, the biggest thing. If you don't know them that well, you're not going to see the signs of stress and burnout and things like that. So that'd be the, I know it's simplistic, but that's so important that the higher ups need to know, you know, the people that are working below them. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can see, I can see, yeah, because then, then the, your patrol guys or your, you know, your, your yeah. troops, they actually feel like they're connected to you. And exactly. They actually come to you if they have an issue or they have something going on they want to talk to you about. And, and there was a study by the ISCP or IACP uh, a couple of years ago that talked exactly about that, where, you know, a lot of departments, a lot of troops and agencies feel a disconnect with the higher ups because the higher ups don't take the time to get to know their people. Yeah. And it, I'm not saying that's secure to everything. I'm just saying that, you know, when you get to know your people, you're, that's your most important asset, man, your human capital. Uh, you know, and in a time where people are not flocking to law enforcement like they did before, 
you know, I mean, where retention is or issues are all around the country. You know, people are leaving law enforcement for, for obvious reasons. So we need to do what we can to, to help mitigate that and get to know our people and care for them and take care of them better. Yeah, no, that, yeah, I can fully, yeah, I would say that's a huge mm-hmm. All right. So obviously, you know, you're out, you're out of the place now you're doing your, you know, your podcast or you're tired. Um, let's look back at when you were in, um, what was it that kept you going through all those easy and those hard times to stay in law enforcement for 23 years? Cause it's a decent, you know, lengthy career. I know here in New Zealand, we got told by a, a area commander that our attrition rates now like at two years when I joined it with yeah. the family. I don't know what it is over over there, the average in the U.S. But yeah, so you know, because I'm a huge why guy, I like to know the why. I yeah, know yeah. The why of what I do now, but what what would you say your why was then? You know, that kept you going through those hard and the easy and hard times, or even. Well, I, I think for for me, is I you know, I mean, the obvious is I had a young family. I had to provide for uh, a young family, and again, I I think the things that I worried about, the older I got. Chris, the things that I worried about, I was slowly realizing that, and this is applicable to everybody. The things that I worry about rarely come to fruition. That's true with most people, you know, and if they do come to fruition, they're usually much smaller than we envisioned them in, in our minds. So once I started to realize that, that the things I dreaded and worried about the most, a lot of times it never came true. Um, then that helped me, you know, you know, through those, those, periods of time. And again, I mentioned too, there was a period of time where I didn't take care of myself, you know, and then I started working out more, started eating better, you know, meditating and doing all that stuff I've talked about before. So those helped me through, you know, those, those periods where I felt like giving up and throwing in the towel. And you hit some, you said something really profound and I believe in it too, is you, you really need to fit in it for anybody out there. You really need to figure out your why. I mean, that, that's the, that's, you know, that's a question that's being asked more and more, especially nowadays, you know, what we're going through now with the coronavirus yeah. is what's your why? I mean, why are you doing what you're doing? I'm a firm believer, Chris, that if you're doing police work or whatever you're doing out there just for a paycheck, that's not a good enough reason. You can't do it just for the paycheck. No. Shit, you can go get another job and get another paycheck. Yeah. There has to be deeper meanings because so many people fall into that trap. And I was there years ago where I mentioned, you know, I have a family, you know, stayed with it. But as time went on, I, sl- I slowly realized that, you know, it's, it's not, it's not so much about the money, it's your fulfillment. And that's what it really has to be. You're passionate about it and you really want to be there because I hear that all the time. Well, the money, well, bullshit, you can go get another job. Don't make it about but the money. It's like, I hate, I absolutely, you know, I don't say hate very often. Even my wife, I'm like, hate's such a strong word. I always say to her, mm-hmm. I actually hate it when people uh, you know, because I ask it all the time, you know, helping people to get into the place. I ask them, why do you want to join the police? And it's actually one of the tools that I get them to use to get them to push harder in their fitness. And I go, why do you want to join the police? And 99.9% of people say, I want to help my, I want to help people. And I want to help the community. Mm-hmm. I go, That's such a bullshit reason. Yeah. You can go down to the local, <laughs> you know, anywhere. Well, that's a, that's a canned answer that people yeah. are trained to, to, to do. Yeah. And, and so literally I get people and literally when you dig deep enough into it, you realize so many deep things. Like you'll go through, I do this seven layer deep thing that I learned actually from Dean Graziosi to, to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And you, you just keep asking yourself why it's important. And you just take what you answered the time before and you, you go to the next one. Why is it important? Why is it important? And you keep digging and the randomest things come out. Like I had one client who hers was, hers was, I don't want 
to abandon my, I don't want to, I don't want to abandon people like my dad abandoned me. Okay. And that was why she wanted to join the police. Okay. <laughs> and and yeah, people, like, people's whys are different. I know. And they are, they're totally different. I do what I do because I don't want anybody else to experience what I did. Yeah. Yeah. In the police. And so it's, it's, it's an interest. It is an interesting thing, but like you said, the why is so important, isn't it? Well, yeah, it's, it's so important. And, and people, you know, ask me too, you know, well, how, how did you, uh, how did you do this? You know, you know, how did you start, you know, something like a podcast or how did you write a book or how are you doing this? And I said, dude, once you figure out the why, the how is much easier. Don't get wrapped up in the how. Once you have the drive and you're laser focused on your why, the how is going to come, man. I mean, it's going to come, but it's trying to figure out what that why is. You'll you figure know, out that how because you have so much passion. Like, you know, exactly. And you're going, you're naturally going to go to that, Yeah. you know, and you, you will figure it out, especially now, you know, we're talking about like a podcast or something, whatever you want to do. We have so much technology at our fingertips, so much things that I didn't have when I was younger. Mm. You're going to be able to figure it out. And now where we're all connected with the internet and everything, if you don't know shit, get online, dude, find a mentor. You don't have to have somebody standing right in front of you. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's so much information out there. Now you got to make sure you're, you know, taking in good information because there's a lot of garbage out there. Yeah. But, you know, there's, there's no, really no excuse anymore no. to not be able to, to figure out how to do stuff or figure out your why because there's so many tools out there for you to, to, to do that. Yeah, yeah. No, that was going to be my next question for you. What do you, how do you, you know, recommend for somebody to figure out, you know, if they don't know what their why is, how to actually, how to actually figure it out? Yeah. Like I said, I mean, there's so many, I I would, you know, get into mastermind groups. I would get into, you know, get into networking, you know, groups and things like that. Reach out to people. And so many people out there, Chris, are, are, there's a lot of people that are just willing to just share content and share information with, I mean, all you have to do is ask, but I think a lot of people get freaked out. I don't want to ask this person, you know, I don't want to ask. And there's a way to do it. You know, you don't want to come across as, you know, what can you do for me? You got to provide people value first. You know, what can I do for you? But there's so many, you know, groups you can join. There's so many people out there that you can reach out to, man. There's no gatekeepers anymore. You don't have to go through a secretary or anything like that. So when I want people to come on my show or I, I say, hey, man, that person would be a great guest. Dude, I just, I, I, I reach out to them usually through social media or whatever their, you know, platform is. And I say, hey, man, I love what you're doing. I think it'd be a great value. I'd love for you to come on the show. And nine times out of 10, they'll say yes. Now, this, this isn't about me. I'm just telling people how they can, you know, kind of move the needle in their direction that they want to go with kind of reaching out to people and, and just networking with people. Because now, especially when we're all homebound now, for at least for the time being, you should be building that right now, man, and building your network. Yeah, um, right. So Definitely on that one. So if somebody's wanting, you know, what, what would you say for law enforcement, because obviously we're ex law enforcement, what would be your number one piece of advice for listeners who are, you know, when it comes to, you know, when they're getting into law enforcement, so they have a long career like you did. I would say align yourself with the right people in your agency. Um, in every agency, you know, Chris, there's knuckleheads, there's people you want to stay away from. So find out, seek out the people that are really going to take you under their wing. And, you know, FTOs are very important. I, we call them field training officers here. Uh, the people who are going to help you train and get you, you know, up to speed with, you know, how to act as a, or how to be out there as a solo officer and, um, you know, align yourself with the right people. And that applies to any business, but there's a, a lot of people in law enforcement. Well, I, I don't know about a lot, but there's people that shouldn't be there and in every organization. So stay away from those people and, and 
get hooked up with the people that are motivated, excited to be there. Those are the people that are going to really, really help you in the downtimes, in the dark times. And then when you feel like quitting or throwing in and you get burned out, those are the people that are going to, you know, help you through the rough times. So that'd be my best piece of advice is, you know, align yourself with the right people, stay away from the wrong. All right. Awesome. That's some real good advice. Yeah. Real, real good advice. Um, so if, so Pat, if somebody's looking for, you know, looking for your information, looking for your podcast, looking to get in touch with you for some coaching or anything like that, or even just, you know, ask you, a question. <laughs> <laughs> um, how, do, how, do they, how do they find you? They can uh, go to my website, brother. It's cjevolution.com. That's cjevolution.com. It has all my podcasts on there. Uh, it has my coaching stuff, speaking stuff, even though I'm not doing a lot of speaking nowadays. But uh, yeah, and network with me, man. I mean, that's how uh, we have we have some mutual friends like we were talking about before. Yeah. And yeah, reach out to me, man, on social media. I'd love to hear from you. You can, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn a lot, so that's probably the best way to get me. But yes, cjevolution.com. That's the website and everything's there. Cjevolution.com. Awesome. So last question I have for you. Uh, What would be your one piece of advice for viewers to help them prevent or counter burnout? Take care of yourself. And that just, uh, that goes mentally, spiritually, and physically. Uh, Take care of yourself, man. I mean, don't let yourself, I mentioned before, you know, how I stopped taking care of myself, start eating junk food, was hitting the bottle a little bit too much. I was. So take care of yourself, man. It's a tough job. And you know, Chris, I mean, it's always funny to see those cops and you know, that have, are brand new. They're all, and then after a couple of years, they're all, oh, fuck it. I ain't going to go to the gym. Take care of yourself. You know, like I said, and that means, you know, people, I talk to people, well, I work graveyard shift or I work at night. Well, pack a fucking lunch, man. Do some prep work. I mean, do the stuff that you need to do, but take care of yourself. You know, that old analogy, Chris, you know, you're in a, you're in a plane, you know, the oxygen mass falls down. What do they say? Put it on yourself first before you put it on anybody else. Nope. Got to take care of yourself. So that's yep. the, it's simplistic, but it's so true. You got to take care of yourself first. Awesome. Awesome, man. Cool. Well, um, thanks for being on the show. And of course, brother, anytime. And um, yeah, so for all you viewers out there, if you haven't listened to any of the previous episodes, there's a lot of really good ones from entrepreneurs, from business people, from uh, ex-police officers as well. Um, and we do our best to launch a new episode every Friday morning, uh, New Zealand time, which is a Thursday in the U S. Uh, and yeah, we're here. If you have any, if anybody has anybody that they want to hear from, uh, you know, send us a message, let us know, put a comment in and make sure you subscribe and follow us along and yeah, get some great advice on making sure that you either don't go through burnout or how to get yourself out of it. (laughs) 